This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast, and Merry Christmas! It's one of several episodes we have this week, as we have several different Christmas-themed episodes from the end of 1943. Today, we have the annual Christmas address from British monarch King George VI to the British people. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Be sure to visit our website at brickpicklemedia.com slash podcast, where you can find links to past episodes and other information. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ww2radio. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. His Majesty King George the Sixth. Once again, from our home in England, and the Queen and I send our Christmas greeting and good wishes to each one of you all the world over. Some of you may hear me on board your ships, in your aircraft, or as you wait for battle in the jungles of, of the Pacific Islands or on the Italian peaks. Some of you may listen to me as you rest from your work or as you lie sick 
or wounded in hospital. To many of you, my word will come as you sit in the quiet of your home. But wherever you may be, today, of all days in the year, your thoughts will be in distant places and your hearts with those you love. I hope that my words spoken to them and to you may be the bond that joins us all in one company for a few moments on this Christmas day. With this thought in my mind, I wish to all who are on service, good luck and a stout heart. To those who wait for them to return, proud memories and high hopes to keep you strong. And to all the children here and in the lands beyond the seas, a day of real happiness. I send these words of Christmas greeting to all of you who dwell within the family of the British Commonwealth and Empire. I know you would wish me to send a message of hope to our gallant allies who fight with us and to all who win the loneliness of exile, of the horror of invasion, look forward to our coming victory. In this year, almost past, many things have happened under God's providence to make us thankful for his mercies. The generous strength of the United States of America, the tremendous deeds of Russia, the endurance of China, under her long ordeal, the fighting spirit of France reborn, and the flower of the manhood and womanhood of many lands that share the burdens of our forward march. All these have played their part in the brightening of our fortunes on sea, on land, and in the air. Since I last spoke to you, many things have changed, but the spirit of our people has not changed. As we were not downcast by defeat, we are not unduly exalted by victory. While we have bright visions of the future, 
We have no easy dreams of the days that lie close at hand. We know that much hard working and hard fighting and perhaps harder working and harder fighting than ever before are necessary for a victory. We shall not rest from our task until it is nobly ended. Meanwhile, within these islands, we have tried to be worthy of our fathers. We have tried to carry into the dawn the steadfastness and courage vouchsafed to us when we stood alone in the darkness. This is not the time for a chronicle of our progress. But there is one a landmark in the somber, a world-embracing battlefield which I hope and I trust may endure. Wherever their duty has called our men and women, they have gained new friends and come to know old friends better. They have learnt to share the burdens and, and to read the hearts of their neighbours. They have laid the foundations of new friendships between nations and strengthened old ones formed long ago. As a result, there is springing up in every country fresh hope that out of comradeship and sacrifice shall come power to restore and power to build anew. I saw proof of this when I visited North Africa in the summer. I saw many thousands of men of the United Nations united in action, in heart and mind and purpose. The only rivalry between them was in the service of a great cause. Their only aim was the defeat of a common enemy. In the same spirit of unity, men of diverse races have come together in the council chamber and round the conference table. Some to meet the stern, immediate demands of war itself. Others to heal the wounds that war deals to all humanity. The feed of the hungry, shelter, of the homeless, mend 
and the broken and succor the poor. So, as we see the clouds breaking on this Christmas day, we should take comfort from our faith that out of desolation shall rise a new hope and out of strife be born a new brotherhood. From this ancient and beloved festival that we are keeping, sacred as it is to home and all that home means, we can draw strength to face the future of a world driven by a tempest such as it has never yet endured. In the words of a Scottish writer of our day, no experience can be too strange and no task too formidable if a man can link it up with what he knows and loves. Ladies and gentlemen, from London, you have heard King George VI delivering an annual Christmas address to the British Empire and Commonwealth. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. We hope these old-time radio programs entertain and help you learn more about what Americans experienced during the war 80 years ago. Be sure to visit brickpicklemedia.com slash podcasts for past episodes and more information 